Please open your Bibles with me to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. I'd like to read a few verses to you that will set the stage for our first assembly this day. As it regards the judgment of God and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring that judgment upon the earth. And at the same time, He will be admired and delighted in by those who believe the gospel. I want to read to you verses 3 down through 10. And I hope that you'll listen attentively and understand without much in the way of explanation. Second Thessalonians 1, 3. We are bound to give thanks always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth, so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which ye also suffer, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. There is a day of judgment coming in which the Lord Jesus Christ will be revealed from heaven in a way that the world has never seen Him before. He will not come as a babe in a manger, nor as a hanging man in a crucifix, nor as a hermaphrodite knocking at a door in some garden. He will come as the Lord of glory. The Bible describes Him better, girded in white clothing, with eyes as a flame of fire and on a white horse, as the captain of the Lord's host, he'll come. And he's going to bring his mighty angels with him, and he's going to come in flaming fire and burn up this world. We say to ourselves that if we had lived in Noah's day, we would have fastened ourselves to Noah and his family and have heard his word of warning about the coming of the flood. The flood came, and the flood took them all away except Noah and his family. This judgment is coming and shall take them all away, except those who believe, is the description of this passage. And Paul said, we know that our testimony was believed when we preached in Thessalonica. And that's the simple, the simplistic and first evidence that you'll be delivered from this coming wrath. Because when you heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, you believed it. The apostle says that he's thankful to God always for these brethren, because their faith grew. It didn't sit still. They weren't stagnant. Their faith grew, and their charity was exceedingly great toward one another. And it abounded. So that we glory about you Thessalonians, even when we're at other churches, he says in verse 4. Especially given the fact that you're persecuted and troubled so much by your enemies. But he said that persecution and trouble that you endure is a manifest token of things. A manifest token is a token that is obvious and clear. That token is, first of all, that you're going to be saved 
because you are suffering for the cause of Christ. And that is one of the evidences of eternal life. It's also a manifest token of God's righteous judgment in destroying your persecutors. Because they are picking on you and troubling you and persecuting you for the sake of Christ, it will be a righteous and good thing when that Christ comes to destroy your enemies. That's in verses 4 through 6. And then he says in verse 7, You troubled Thessalonians, rest with us. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming. We can relax and know that all of this will soon be changed drastically. He's coming with his mighty angels in flaming fire to take vengeance. These are the words of the Bible, not the words of some madman. These are the words of the Bible. He'll come to take vengeance on them that know not God, the ones of Romans 1 and 2, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, the ones of Romans 2 and 3. He's coming. But he'll be admired in all them that believe in that day. All believers will admire the Lord Jesus Christ in that great day of wrath because He's coming for them to receive them unto Himself that where He is, they may be with Him forever. This is the future of the world. The future of the world is not our present president or a future president. It's not the United Nations or it's not any symposium held anywhere that will dictate the terms of legislation for the nations of the earth. This is the future of the world. And it behooves us to pay close attention to it, to humble ourselves before it, and to divorce ourselves from all the nonsense, entertainment, and fables of the world to realize this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And you are as foolish as the drowned idiots of Noah's day if you don't pay attention to these words. We pride ourselves on saying we would be different. There's only one way for you to take any confidence that you would be different. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ today. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and follow Him in full and complete obedience to all that the Scriptures describe because He is coming as a King of Kings to judge all the secrets of men that God has charged Him to do. And it's coming soon. May the Lord bless the reading of His Word and cause us, first of all, to tremble before Him and the coming judgment and then to rejoice that we have a Savior that has stood between us and that wrath and took that wrath upon Himself on the cross of Calvary and will deliver us the moment we step through the curtain of death or when He comes for us. Let us pray. Our Holy Father, blessed God, we thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee because according to Paul's Gospel, the true Gospel... Jesus Christ has been charged with all judgment because you have committed it to His hands and He will execute it soon upon this unbelieving, rebellious earth. And Father, we know that by nature there is no difference between them and us. And we thank Thee that Thou hast made a difference in our lives by regenerating us by the power of the Holy Spirit and giving us a new man that did believe the gospel when we heard it. And we thank Thee that we have heard it. And we thank Thee that we have believed it. For we read in Scripture that by You do we believe in God. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, for arresting us, changing our hearts, directing us heavenward, and sending the precious message 
of coming salvation to us. O Lord, let us not be foolish as the wicked in Noah's day. Let us not be foolish and rebellious as the wicked in the day of the Lord Jesus when He was here on earth. But let us be those that believe and obey and admire Your Son when He makes His appearing. We thank Thee for this precious truth and we believe every aspect of it. We believe that He will come with His mighty angels. We believe that He will come in flaming fire to melt this earth and all of its elements with fervent heat. We believe that He will come in vengeance. And we believe that He will judge and destroy with everlasting destruction them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that gospel message includes a message of coming judgment, Heavenly Father, and it dictates the terms of our lives from the great events to the smallest of events, from our hearts to our lips to our feet, sins of commission and omission. Heavenly Father, we know that the gospel is right with the wholesome words of the Lord Jesus in directing our lives. Help us this day by the power of the Holy Spirit to humble ourselves before it, to believe it, to apply it, to obey it, to teach it to those that we are responsible to teach. Heavenly Father, save us from the foolish lusts of our flesh, from the wickedness of the world around us, and from the devil himself. O Lord God, bless us in this assembly. Put a hedge about us with your mighty angels, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, and in the name and authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the powers of darkness will have no inroad into this assembly. But speaker and hearers alike might be blessed with freedom, and the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified, and not be snatched away, but fall upon prepared hearts to bring forth much fruit. We seek to glorify Thy Son, Jesus. We thank Thee for Thy holy child, Jesus, which sits at Thy right hand. He has the dew of His youth forever. He lives forever. He has the keys of hell and of death. And we are thankful that we have a risen Savior who is coming for us. Blessed God, for this nation, we pray Your mercy that our children and children's children might continue to worship Thee in spirit and truth according to Your precious Word. For Your churches throughout the earth, those we know of and those we do not, we pray Your blessing, protection, guidance, and mercy upon them. And for every blessing we seek for ourselves, we seek for them as well, that You would bless them this day. Heavenly Father, help us to lift up the Lord Jesus Christ. Open to us the Word of God. Let us not misdivide a single phrase or word of Scripture, but let us see it in truth and plainly declare it and apply it with practical lessons and value for our lives. Let us go from this place for the better and not the worse. Let us be instructed more perfectly in the way of righteousness. Let us learn the truth of the gospel. Let us know the Savior that we have. And let us love Him more and more. We pray that this day He will walk among this candlestick and around this candlestick. And that He will hold this star in His right hand. And that He will bless us abundantly. O Lord God, we thank Thee that You have chosen one mighty out of the people 
to be our Savior. And you have laid your government upon His shoulders, world without end, and the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. We thank Thee, our Father, for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee for all the spiritual blessings that we have in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And we thank You for choosing us in Him before the world began. O Lord, bless us now in our weakness as we confess our sins, as we confess our sinfulness, to have mercy upon us and empower us with strength from on high, that we might worship Thee acceptably with reverence and godly fear, with clean hands and a pure heart. O Lord, unite our hearts together as a congregation to fear Thy name, and unite our hearts individually to be single-minded toward the Lord Jesus Christ. The whole earth, and especially our nation, this day, O Lord, seeks its levity, and to have a party, and to rejoice in the most inane and vain activity, in total rejection of the coming day of the wrath of Almighty God. We pray, Heavenly Father, that we will not merely give lip service to Thee this day, but our hearts will be Thine. We give them to Thee. Take our hearts and seal us, O Lord, for Thy heavenly courts above. We thank Thee for Thy Word. Let it be a light into our souls this day. Cause us to arise from the dead, to awake from our sleep, and bless us in this assembly. We love Thee, we thank Thee that we are known of Thee, and we thank Thee that we know Thee. Lead us, O Lord, in paths of righteousness, for the sake of Thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that we might live worthy of our calling and of His glorious name. Blessed God, send us Thy Spirit, lift up our spirits, and prepare us. Enable us, fix our hearts, our minds upon Thee in this hour. Increase our faith where it is weak and build us up in the most holy faith by the power of the Holy Ghost. For we pray in Jesus' name, amen.